Did you see the video of the um the carnival ride up in Michigan? Yes, dude. I saw that on TikTok. Oh my gosh. That was terrifying. And kind of hilarious. It's it was it's cool because they actually had somebody who showed up to help. You know, not no one just sat on their phone. Like, you know, someone still sat on their phone, but oh, yeah. that first guy ran over there by himself out of his own idea to go hold on to the machine. That's smart. Two hundred IQ. He must have had kids on the ride. Yeah, probably. He was the only one that sprinted into action. At first, yeah, and then people are like, oh, that's a good idea, and they joined him. Da, 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 da. Are you guys talking about that ride that went like crazy? It was almost yeah. taken over? Yeah. Yeah, it looks, it looks terrifying. It's almost like carnivals are sketchy, and we shouldn't do them. But I, I, I wonder, like, how many injuries there are associated with carnivals, and, like, do they get away with that? Like, because they just move on to the next city. It's you know hard, what I'm exactly. saying? It's harder now. Yeah. They're smart. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> How's everybody doing they, this week? The CPSC estimates that over 4,400 children are injured in carnival ride accidents per year. Okay, but what, what's quality, you know? Yeah, exactly. What constitutes an, an injury? Like, I was spinning around and I got dizzy or That's not you an know. injury. No, to me an injury would be some physical harm. Okay, so like but you how know. do they define it? Yeah, but how do Because like, sometimes words I hurt. Know, I too, and... <laughs> oh true. Yeah, I mean if somebody says something news. mean to me, then that could be an injury. While yeah. you're on the ride. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So hey, get off the ride. But are we also surprised that something you can, you can tear down and put up in a matter of hours is prone to yes. injure yeah, other people? Uh, I know. That's really? Another thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing that our... What are the odds? Gone. I know. And my kids will never, ever go to a carnival. Or at least never ride a ride there. You can get some cotton candy and popcorn, and then we're leaving. They're also just stupid expensive. That's true. You know, what are you t talking about to go on or to rent? Because they're uh, to go on, to go on. Yeah, I wanted to rent a uh, a roller coaster for my birthday when I was like eighteen. I think it was seventeen or eighteen. I thought it was. I thought it'd be so cool to have a a roller coaster rented and brought to my backyard. I can have all my friends ride it with me. <laughs> I thought that would be dope. That would actually be really cool. How much was it? Did you look into it? Uh, I couldn't find anything to that was like. I think you have to have like a license to rent or something. I don't know. I couldn't find like how much, but that was also like 10 years ago, nine years ago. So I can find you a bouncy house for like 20 bucks. <laughs> that, that'll do. That came to you pretty quick. I know a guy. <laughs> there used to be like a carnival in Auburn and it would happen the first week of October every year. Does anyone know what the first week of October is? It's my birthday. Come on, guys. I knew it was, Joe. I just couldn't get off mute in time. <laughs> Zinger! It's, yeah. it's so all of us were thinking of the same joke to make and get just to it way faster than everybody else. <laughs> anyway, so the first October, the, the first week of October, we'd always go to the, the Auburn Fair and ride on rides and do all kinds of stuff. And 
Honestly, as a kid, I didn't enjoy it at all. But I went back recently with my little nieces, and I enjoyed it, and they didn't enjoy it. So I was like, all right, I don't care, because I'm having fun. You guys are going to go get the candy and bring it back to me. Because they, like, throw candy out, like, at, during some, like, parade thing. And so I used to have to go chase it. I don't have to do that now. I just sit there <laughs> have the kids go get it. Joe's the guy that trick-or-treats until he's, like, 22. <laughs> oh, God. I never got to go trick-or-treating. I was I, We lived out in the country. And doesn't even dress up. <laughs> what are you supposed to be? Oh, I'm supposed to be a, a guy who's way too old to be trick-or-treating. Now give me my Hershey's bar. Did you see that guy who, like, dressed up like the little mannequin and, like, you know, and is holding out arms and has a bucket and so he, like, sets it on the porch, backs away, rings the doorbell, then the people drop the candy in and then he goes and, like, lifts up the mannequin to take it to the next house? <laughs> yeah, yep. That's Joe. Ah, oh, <laughs> it's the mannequin or the guy like carrying the mannequin. Well, there's only one person, so you're the person oh. is trick or treating using a mannequin kid. Joe is just proving right there that he's not smart enough to even come up with a mannequin kid idea. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, well, this has Joe. Been fun. That's a good episode. Let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's wrap, wrap it up, up and <laughs> I'll see you guys next Wednesday. I'll be good one. All right. Yeah. Sweet. We got any sponsors this week? I feel like we people haven't been wanting to sponsor us here lately. I'm kind of worried about the income. Like, what's the job for this? They were kind of scared away after they heard our other sponsors, like Planned Parenthood. Mm. <laughs> what a bunch of bigots! <laughs> Great supporter. <laughs> so I uh, I went and saw the new Black Widow movie. It's dog shit. It was fine. Um. But I saw it opening night, and I saw it in the uh, Hollywood Theater on Sixth Street. Like and, ten people there. Well, yeah, we get there, you know, and there's like not a lot of people in the lobby, and so we go back to the theater 14, you know, the big one, and there's like three people like in line to go in, and I look at them and I just walk right past them from the room, go in, and like, oh, can we go? I'm like, yeah. So we just go in there, and there's nobody in the theater. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? This is not, it's not the same, guys. Which yeah. did make me a little bit sad. It did because I like the nostalgia of waiting in line, you know, for big movie releases where there's all that excitement and everything. And sometimes you'll see like a friend there who's like going to see the same or just got out of the same movie or something. But no, there ended up being like maybe 15 people in the, and it was at 7 p.m. Like it was like prime time, you know. Um, and there's like, and I'm sure there are more people at the other theater, but it was just kind of sad that everybody's just streaming it now. Nobody's going out and. You know, and actually enjoying going to the movies. Anymore. Well, now remind me that the Hollywood Theater in Topeka that does not have like the um, recliners or anything like that, does it? No, that's have true. It, it? No, no, the seats are because I've been to both recently, and the seats are far inferior at the Hollywood. Yeah, yeah it's just a B and B one that has the the recline. recline yeah. Seat. So of course, like if I'm gonna go to a movie, I would rather go to the B and B one then. Plus, if you go on Tuesdays, it's super cheap. I suppose. I mean, it's so expensive to go to a movie. I don't want to go spend $12 for a ticket for a movie I can stream. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, really, the only reason I went to any movies over the last maybe like seven or eight years was to see Marvel movies opening night. Other than that, I don't know. I think I count on one hand how many movies I went to see that weren't Marvel on opening night. What about when we had... The movie pass. Oh, I miss movie pass. Oh, movie pass yeah. is the best. 
I can't believe a company that basically paid you to go watch movies went out of business. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Someone's got to make sense of this. We were making so much money, or the, the concession stands were probably making a ton of money off of other people. Not us, but other people. Yeah, yeah. I think they thought that their target audience, it was not us. That was definitely not us, because we didn't yeah. buy any of that. And then we would use all the points and get free popcorn. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Sam, did you have any uh, more things on your list of previous episodes oh, yeah. that you needed to uh, complain about? Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Probably, probably the, the first one is I'm back, bitches. They tried <laughs> to keep me out. I'm back for round two. Um, so before we get into stuff, I did want to check in. It has been a week, and there was a verbal commitment from three <laughs> specific individuals uh, last earth. podcast whether or not there would be cold showers. So did you guys take them? If you did, what was it like? And if you didn't, which I'm gonna guess none of you did you're all bitches i did i did two but i only did two okay walk me through it what was it look and don't walk me through your shower i don't want to know that shit but first first um, i get naked (laughs) uh i i will say i am more i'm more inclined to do it now i still think a hot shower is more is superior but i can see the merit in having a cold shower because i did feel Especially like in the morning to like wake me up, like I, I could tell I was, I was far more energetic for work on Monday when I took my cold shower. I was like, oh wow, I'm, I'm feeling it. I feel good today. So I, I see the, I see the merit in it, but I still like, I still prefer hot showers. Just too comforting. Maybe I'm a bitch, but that's my opinion. Now it's just we, it. we just started. You, you, you dangled your toes in. <laughs> And you're, you just we just need to get you doing it like multiple times a week, and then you're like you'll almost yeah. never go back. Like I would say, ninety percent of my showers are cold showers, uh, but I totally agree. Like there are sometimes where you just like I don't want to be cold. Mm-hmm. You just want sort of that warm blanket of cascading, scalding hot water over your body. Yep, I just want to be drenched in hot water. Even also, so even in the winter, you're taking cold showers, Sam. Well, yes. So, and Joe and I kind of talked about this, I think a couple of years ago, back in the the infamous workout before he passed out in hot yoga. Um, this all kind of started when I watched a Yes Theory video, which uh, I know that that was one of your guys' pickums to watch. I'm a huge fan of Yes Theory. They have one specific video called Becoming Superhuman with the Iceman, Wim Hof. And it's this crazy Dutch dude who just like exposes himself to extreme temperatures. Uh, He went up to like the dead zone of Everest in just his shorts and in hiking boots. And his whole thing is that cold is, is good for us. And it's a really interesting video. If you have a half hour, I totally suggest you look into it. It'll, it's not like persuasive in any way, shape or form, but it does make you think about different things. The, The idea is that, you know, when, we were uh, before we had all this technology and we were in hunter gatherer mode, just trying to survive uh, the elements and other, other animals and creatures. We didn't have all these comforts. So we were designed to uh, experience these raw temperatures and still live. But as we have progressed through um, 
time with all of these technologies, we haven't ever had to use those skills. So that that sort of instinct within us and that sort of those limits have been atrophied to a point where we live within like a, a zero to 10 scale of four to six. And so he's, he's a big proponent of like meditation and breath work and cold exposure over time. So I watched it and I was like, this is kind of crazy, but I was also kind of curious. So I started experimenting with cold exposure, uh, meditation and breath work. And it was, it was a fascinating experience. If you are interested in those things, um, I highly suggest to watch the video more. You can learn how to like hold your breath for like three minutes without like not even hold your breath, but go without oxygen for over three minutes with very little effort. It's, it's, it's fascinating intrapersonal um, kind of process to go through. So what I'm hearing is basically we've just become bitches. Yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Sounds about right. So, I, yeah, I'm... I stuck my hand in when it was cold, and that was that was it. I was like, this isn't it's worth it. Enough. I, don't, I, don't, I don't need any more than this. Uh, hey, at least you're honest. I took yeah. one hot shower, and um, then I forgot the rest of the week. Until, <laughs> like, today, and then I knew that you were going to bring it up. And Then he remembered it was, it was podcast night <laughs> yeah. at 8.32. <laughs> and it's not like i i talked to joe during the week and that there was no way in hell i was gonna mention it to him because i wanted yeah. this moment at the on the podcast where he was just like oh yeah i didn't do it yeah <laughs> i forgot i, I it happens yeah, but joe, you know what if we ever run out like if the i uh don't play the water bell or something like that um the hot water bell then i'll just i'll do it and then i'll i'll let you know about it and see how it goes but yeah, see, like when we had that horrible cold snap this winter where like everybody was losing power and there were brownouts and stuff, people were like, oh, man, taking a shower is the worst part. And I'm like, not for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it is the exact same for me. Ice cold either way. <laughs> Andrew, did you do it? Did you already say? Um, OK, so. Yeah, I. Like I got in to a hot shower and like slowly just like turn the temperature down uh, until it was like basically the coldest it would go. And it wasn't awful. I mean, what you were saying about like, it was kind of hard to like catch my breath was true. My body was like, yeah, it didn't really uh, respond well because it was like, I guess, in shock from the cold. So it was kind of like trying to catch my breath for a little bit of it, but it wasn't awful. Yeah, the, the best way I can explain it, it's like jumping into a pool that's like not as like it's it's colder than it is outside you have that initial moment of oh my gosh what the, what have i done this is horrible but after you're in it for a couple seconds mm -hmm. it's not bad at all yeah yeah that's true so i think you should try it joe all right i'll try to remember <laughs> i'll remind you joe no, i'll remind see, you what's gonna happen is he does, will remember and he's like nah nah f that i'm not doing that i That's... forgot <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoops. i'll wait and shower till i forget 
And yeah, I don't know if go. like what I did is worse or better because like you can kind of uh, get you slowly turn down the temperature instead of just like jumping into a cold shower. That's what I did. So I don't know. I feel like it was better maybe for me instead of just jumping into the cold. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely like the the beginner's approach to it but i also mm -hmm. probably i probably wouldn't suggest just jumping into a nice cold shower especially if you aren't used to it because one it is a huge shock to your system and two you have to really strategically place where the water is hitting you because i've had the unfortunate incident of having it like spray directly on my junk and that shit feels like knives <laughs> uh gross Gross, gross, mm. gross, gross. Are there any adverse effects taking a shower too cold though for too long? Well, I mean hypothermia. Well, yeah, but I mean like <laughs> I don't think our showers are going to be cold enough to to induce hypothermia unless you're like in there for like a super long period of time, right? Like two hours or something. Yeah. Let's see uh, how... Yeah, it, it it like all around it's really good for you with the exception of it's just like mild discomfort. Do you uh okay, so I I was thinking about this today and I don't know if I'm if I'm wrong in this, but I feel like people have been overrating Kobe Bryant since he died. Like oh I I'm <laughs> I feel like people are putting him in like the top I've seen a lot of people putting him in their like top five of players of all time, and I just feel like that is kind of ridiculous I, i'm not even sure he's i don't even think he's a top 10 player and so i was i don't know i was curious to see what you guys thought because i feel like people are like wrote kind of romanticizing him a little bit because he's he's gone now i don't i don't see how he he was a top five player at all even or even close i don't even think he's top 10 i definitely think that because of what happened he is getting talked about a lot more than he would be if he was still alive um, so I see what you're saying. I don't think, I don't know. I, I, I think top 10 is probably a decent argument for, for Kobe. Yeah. Top five is probably not, but um, I don't know. I think it's like it, when Michael Jordan passes away, it's going to be all about MJ for a long time. Again, you know, like it's going to, and then like same thing with like LeBron, like anytime an all-star passes away, that's, that's going to happen. The thing with Kobe is it was so sudden. And so, you know, obviously he died too young. So it seemed like it was a bigger deal because it just caught everybody off guard. So that's yeah. why I think it struck everybody different. Yeah, I I'm and I want to clarify, like, I'm not saying I'm not over uh, his impact on on basketball isn't overrated. I'm just saying people are overrating his like his overall skill and like how how good he was. I think they're overrating him just just a little bit. I think they're putting him too high, at least on like the internet, like on I've on Twitter and TikTok and stuff, people are putting him in like their top five. I'm like, there's no one was putting him in their top five until he died. And I was just like, this is kind of a bizarre thing that I was saying. So I didn't, I didn't, I was curious what you guys thought, but I don't know how many people actually watch basketball or even care. Don't care. I mean, okay. <laughs> Damn. I, I, I would say top, top 10, you know, but I'd have to really sit down and think about it to like form a list. But yeah. 
I'm obviously more partial to players that I get to watch play as opposed to like, I don't know, Larry Bird, which, you know, was really phenomenal or Magic Johnson, but I didn't watch them play, you know, yeah. so I don't have that same, you know, I don't know. Well, who do you guys think the GOAT is in basketball? Is it MJ or is it LeBron? Steve Nash. <laughs> Racist. What? <laughs> See, oh. for Steve Nash, though, okay, because the guy was a walking double-double. He made his teammates better. He dragged a terrible Phoenix Suns teams to the playoffs just multiple years in a row. Plus, he couldn't jump at all, so he was already at a disadvantage. He had no ups, and he still found a way to make things happen. That's good. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think him or Jason Kidd is the better point guard from the oh, early Oh, Steve 2000s? Nash, for sure. Jason Kidd was so good, though. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Jason Kidd was crazy good. Nah, wow. Steve Nash, 100%. I think Jason Kidd had more uh, more help on teams that he was su- su- uh, successful on. And he was good, but I, 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 I think he'd take Nash. I don't know. I don't think. Not those early the New Jersey teams. He had That's like. True. That's true. They were pretty bad. Um, but Nash Jason Kidd was a better defender for sure. Jason Kidd was a good defender. And, uh, yeah, that's true. But Nash was a better three. Okay, let's talk about something more exciting. How about I got a sports one that's not basketball? Okay. So, Messi versus Ronaldo, considering Messi just won an international trophy. I I still even before he won it I think Messi was better. Here's here's what's gonna happen. Whichever one dies first will be better. <laughs> wow, cold. Yeah, was, I think I gotta go with Messi on this one. Um, I mean they're both amazing players, but I feel like Messi is just the all around better player. Um, if you want to talk about just like pure offensive capabilities, I think you can make an argument for Ronaldo, but the all-around player, I think, absolutely messy. Yeah. Here's my disagreement on that. I've got a reason why. Okay, <laughs> because Ronaldo has been successful on multiple different teams in multiple different systems. Messi. Is successful at Barcelona, and he's a great player, one of the best of the generation. But they do play around him at Barcelona and make the game all about Messi, which means he's going to get more touches on the ball. Um, everything's going to run through him. He's going to get more assists, more goal opportunities. Um, I don't think he could be as successful in a system that uh, on another team where they don't play around him like they do in Barca. It works for them, obviously, um, but Ronaldo can just get onto a team and make things happen. Mm. Well, couldn't you couldn't you just use the flip side of that argument that they use they plan their system around Messi because he's the best player in the I world? I mean, he's obviously he is one of the and he's a in my opinion the second best player in the world. Um, but if you had and and his, it it makes his it I think it makes him look better because they do plan everything around him. But I think you could have a team that planned everything around Ronaldo and he would look just as good if not better than Messi. The thing is that teams that Ronaldo's played for haven't done that. He just fits in as a piece that just happens to be better than everybody else. Mm, And I think that's evidence because I think Ronaldo has way more international goals than Messi does because Argentina does not play like Barcelona does. Um, 
so he doesn't play quite as well for Argentina as he does for Barcelona. And Ronaldo plays just as well for Portugal as he does for, you know, Man U, Real Madrid, Juventus. Yeah, but you can also, you can make the same argument that the Argentina team just isn't as good. Like, Portugal is just the better team. They have the better talent overall. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe right now, but like, I don't know, seven years ago, they had a ton of talent on their team. I mean, they had Carlos Tevez, Di Maria. Um, God, I can't remember those defenders, but they had a ton of talent. They were a favorite to win the World Cup a while back, but they just couldn't play well as a team. But part of that was they had a horrible coach, though. They had uh, Maradona as a coach who, who couldn't coach at all. He can, he can play it, but he couldn't coach it. Yeah, yeah. He was doing too much cocaine or something. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, we've all we've all been there. We've, we've all, all been there. there. Yeah. All been soccer coaches doing cocaine before games. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, kind of staying on the sports topic. Anybody watch the uh, McGregor fight? Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> I did. It was, it was insane to watch him just shatter that leg right above the, the ankle. Yeah. Yeah, that looked horrible. All right, next topic then. <laughs> Dude, no, I, I don't. I, I hate McGregor. I think he just is. Well, I don't hate him. I just feel like he's obviously just in it for the money. Like he's not that good of a fighter anymore. He hasn't won a fight in forever, but he's so good at marketing himself that he just makes millions yeah. off it. He's he's smart. He knows how to make yeah. to make his money. Yeah. He knows people want to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? If if someone wanted to fight you let's say let's say mcgregor wanted to fight you mm-hmm. and you were going to get 10 million dollars to step in the ring with mcgregor would you guys step in knowing yeah. what, whatever punishment yeah, he was going to unleash yep so even if he killed you if he, he punched well, he's not you, gonna kill you what? there's rules people don't die in the ring okay and what, what if you just you know just accidentally <laughs> just trained fighters don't die spine. in the ring we're talking about joe hess going out yeah. there yeah yeah okay. yeah so if anyone in this group would die, it's definitely either Andrew or Joe. Yeah, here's the deal. I step in the ring with Connor, right? He's going to see me and be like, okay, well, here's an easy one. He's going to throw one punch or one kick, knock me out, or just choke me out, and it'll be over. He's not going to, like, purposely come over and try to murder me. But he might. What if you insulted his mom before the, the fight? Well, I wouldn't do that because I wouldn't want to die. That's now Either part of the way, situation, though. People don't die in the octagon, so I'm not worried about that at all. I'm, of course, I'm—, I'm I'm gonna fight him for five hundred thousand dollars, ten million. I don't need that much money. Five hundred thousand. I'm stepping. Hundred thousand dollars. I'm probably still fighting him. Oh man, hundred grand. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you, might have you might have a hundred grand in doctor's bills, dude. I don't. I don't yeah, know. I was gonna say. <laughs> That's why you have insurance. Bills. <laughs> That's why you have insurance. They don't pay for everything. Yeah, they're not gonna pay for it all. I'll, I'll meet my deductible. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I, I, I would probably do it, but man. How much time do we have to like hire a trainer and learn how to take a hit without dying? Six, six months. We'll say six months. I think that's okay. Half a year is probably good. I think. I, I love that our training would consist of only how to not die in the ring. <laughs> no, no, offensive, no offensive yeah. training whatsoever. I just want to learn how to not I, die. Yeah, I don't. I'm not focused on winning. I just don't want to die. I want to be able to spend my ten million dollars, sir. That's all. Like, can we keep? Can we? Can you train me to not shit myself once I get in the ring? That's really what I'm going for here. Don't eat for two days. Our beforehand. diapers are 
are uh, adult diapers allowed in the octagon, sir? <laughs> That's the only thing you're wearing. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really been... I think we talked about this on an earlier podcast, but I've never really been into the boxing, MMA, any of that stuff. I just find it so boring. But most of it. I will say there are some fights of like, oh, that was really exciting. But like, they just they do all this marketing. They hype all these fights up, and then it just winds up being like two guys just like hugging and humping each other for like yeah. forty five minutes. And I'm like, I spent one hundred and ten dollars for this. Like, I, I this, wh- wh- why did I do this? This was a complete blue ball scenario. Don't, like, why don't they have it now? Where like you have to have ESPN Plus to then buy another pay per view as well? No way. Right. Seriously. There's yeah, two paywalls. That's what I've seen. There's yeah. two paywalls. So ESPN Plus and then whatever extra. It's it's more like it's more like they're increasing the amount of platforms that offer it. So if you like you have the UFC service, you get it. But if you don't have that, then you can do a pay per view through ESPN Plus or something like that. But yeah, it's it's a total scam. Uh Jeez, I don't know. I just I I've never been into that stuff. What are the odds that the uh, Logan and Jake Paul fights are not fixed? Oh, like oh, they definitely oh, are not fixed. fixed. Like five percent. Yeah, five like percent. There's no, there's no way those aren't all fixed. Definitely the last one. Who was the last guy he fought? Uh, Jake Paul. Mayweather. Yeah. No, no, no. The Jake Paul, the one that he fought. Uh, that was Logan Paul. Jake Paul fought that. He fought some older fighter, some 40, right? Yeah, some forty-five-year-old guy. Yeah. Who oh, basically yeah. went down in like one minute and then was just like seen like laughing on his way back to the like he he didn't care. I I literally don't think that guy cared at all. I think he just wanted to get in there. Well he made like thirty million dollars for like that's one minute. Be Joe. Yeah. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, I'm gonna be laughing on my way back too. You know, yeah. It, yeah. once I'll he wakes up too, but <laughs> if we're still talking about sports, did you guys any of you guys watch the gold cup, the US game, the gold yes. cup on Sunday? I thought Lucio got in. Yeah, any thoughts on how how low the crowd was? That's been one big talking point I've seen a lot because, you know, Kansas City's pushing to host World Cup, but if they can't fill a 19,000, 20,000-seat uh, stadium for the national team, does that bode poorly for um, hosting the World Cup? I don't think so, and I think there's two reasons. A, because... COVID still, like, I mean, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, there's still people that are afraid to go out and do stuff. So I think that's part of it. And then also, it's in the United States, which is, I I know it's not uh, as popular as a sport here as it is the rest of the world. But I mean, let's be honest, like, it makes the most money here. Like, everyone that's where all the commercials and all the shit, like, come from is is here. So I, I can't imagine that they're they're not excited to have the World Cup in the United States. I I I don't know how much money they make. I know they make billions every year, but I wondered when the last time it was and the last time it was held in the United States and how much money they made. I'd be curious to like look up how many the last like ten World Cups made. I think it's disappointing. Think... Go ahead, go ahead, Alex. Uh, Andrew. Andrew. Um, <laughs> uh, I also think that. Like, it kind of helps that I forgot all the locations that were, like, nominated, but Kansas City is 
probably one of the few in the Midwest or like, you know, in this one of the only ones, right? Yeah. 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 So I feel like they, they kind of have to, like, they don't want to just ignore the Midwest and just have it on the coast. You know, that would be such a, like, I don't know, slap in the face to everyone in the middle of the country. So I feel like they kind of, owe it to you know everyone that doesn't live on the coast to like send it to you know kansas city yeah plus it's easier i think it definitely helped that it's in 2026 yeah so i don't know i feel like maybe with like the the chiefs that probably helps too how good they are at and here's here's my thoughts too i'd be looking at the the gold cup attendance you have your B team players. Like none of those players will be starting in, for the A team anytime soon. Like it's not the European players. It's all MLS players, and so no one really cares. And no one cares all too much about the Gold Cup either. It happens every t- two years, and it's just it's not the the best tournament. But I'm just concerned. You know, I think it'd be really cool to host World Cup in Kansas City because I would probably be going to um, I would probably be going to a game even if it was. Nicaragua against um, Czech Republic. I still think it'd be really cool just to watch, to see international teams from people, you know, or just other crowds that you wouldn't usually see. I think yeah. it'd be very entertaining. Yeah, kind of a different kind of culture, I would assume, is probably at the, at the games, too, because it's going to be a lot of people from different countries there, which would be yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I don't think it hurts us too much. Like, just what you said there, Caleb, I mean... It's the B team, right? And uh, Gold Cup, nobody cares about. And who are we playing again? Uh, Haiti. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, it, not, well, it's going to be even... really bad tomorrow night when they're playing uh, Martinique on a Thursday night at 8 p.m. Look, you can't just make up countries, okay? I know I'm bad at <laughs> yeah. geography, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call We're BS on that, that one. Caleb. Come on. Joe, that's no, not a country. That's it's a not state. U.S. versus Mexico. Like, it's not a big rivalry game or anything. So, like, yeah. But pe- people are going to show up for the World Cup. You're going to sell out of tickets no matter, you know, if you host it there. So, I'm, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Is everyone excited for the Olympics? I think those start next week right uh next thursday yeah i think so 22nd yeah i'm excited i like the olympics a lot of fun with no spectators yeah, uh, yeah. do they actually say no spectators now yeah ah so dumb. at first it was no drinking and no cheering <laughs> but you could be at 50 capacity or 25 percent capacity why can't you no drink alcohol because if you drink alcohol then you're more likely to cheer kicking people kicking people out for cheering would be the most japanese olympic thing to do (laughs) nbc is calling this the most meaningful games of our lifetime but i think it's going to be the most boring like it's just not going to really be that big of a deal no one can cheer it's the atmosphere just isn't there. Yeah. 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 I wager, wager that it's probably one of the least eventful Olympics mm-hmm. because like, like you said, the atmosphere is completely different. And then like, I'm not an Olympic athlete. I'm not, you can, no, you can't qualify me as an athlete, but in the very limited 
athletic experiences I have had the crowd, like hearing people chant, hearing people be excited when you do something good or when the other team does something bad is like, it's really inspiring. It gives you that extra boost of something. So I think like, I don't think there are going to be very many world records broken, if any, um, or any, like any great historic, memorable Olympic moments that come out of this game, these games. Um, and also the time zone is going to be awful for the U S here. So I'm looking at it now. The opening ceremonies are next Friday, July 23rd at 7 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> Oof, Yikes. It's going to be brutal. Yeah. I think Sam's spot on because like the, that extra motivation you get from the crowd, you're not going to get right. Like yeah. the basketball games are going to look like scrimmages, which is too bad. Um, Cause I feel like we play off hype. A lot. I mean, well, obviously we get the best team, but like we play off hype a lot too. We're not going to have any of that. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's just too bad. I hadn't heard that there won't be any cheering allowed. That's unfortunate. Do we have the best team though? Because we lost two games in a row for the yeah. first time since professionals were allowed to play in the Olympics. Yeah. We uh... lost to Nigeria and Argentina. I think it was. There's even a roster. I didn't even look at it. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Kevin Durant's on it. Uh, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, except he can't he can't play yet because he's still in the finals. But Jason Tatum, Damian Lillard. Uh, so they they've got some good players. It's but it's definitely not. It's definitely not the A. I would say it's the A plus team. It's like a B plus, A minus team. Yeah. A minus is probably a little generous to be honest, because they don't they don't have like a good center or power forward, but they got KD. So you think that that's because those players turned it down? They said no, I don't want to go. Oh yeah, I'm 100 percent because they they're definitely asked. You know, LeBron James, Steph Curry, uh, what's his name? Yeah, that uh, guy, Mister Mister. Uh, I can only I draw 67 fouls a game. James Harden. <laughs> um, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, James Harden. Is, like, basically the top five guys other than KD aren't, aren't there. But oh well, I'm sure they'll clutch up and get a gold. Yeah, I mean you have to. It's embarrassing if you don't. So, yeah. but yeah, it is kind of kind of funny. We lost two exhibition matches. I know. <laughs> I know. There was a there was a tweet uh, when we lost to Ni- <laughs> so dark. When we lost to Nigeria. Uh, the United States men's basketball Twitter account tweeted out the final score. And then underneath that, the Nigerian uh, team team's Twitter account tweeted underneath it. Uh, I think they said, like, how about that or something? And then someone someone replied to their tweet and said, you have no running water. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, jeez. And it got... That's and, that, and that tweet got so many likes that the Nigerian, twi- the Nigerian team uh, team's Twitter account deleted their, <laughs> deleted oh, their tweet. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, we what we're going to miss in the crowds. We, like, we took an L, but I think they took a worse L in that scenario. So, you know. Yeah. I don't know, because yeah, it's kind of really a self own Like, we lost to... A team with no running water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Like, we've got all these trainers, like, you know, they've got everybody on strict diets on what they should eat and, and, and yeah. whatnot and all these supplements, and uh, they have their own personal gyms and stuff, and then we lost. 
Oh, man. Sam, do you have any other uh, points to bring up? Not really. I mean, you guys kind of, we kind of hit all the, the hot burning ones. The other ones were just like, oh, I have thoughts on this. But speaking of third world countries, did uh, did anybody see that the uh, president of was assassinated? It was Haiti, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was Haiti. That's just like, how does that happen? Like outside of Russia? How, how does that happen in like a modern world? In I feel any like country? it wasn't even covered that much here in the news in the US. No one yeah. really talked about it. Well, and what's the, the craziest thing is there's a, a, an American who is what there was there's an american who's implicated in the assassination plot really two haitian americans yeah yeah no it's wild and i i feel like there's more to the story and i wish they would cover it here because the guy who took over as acting um prime minister of haiti because they've got a president and a prime minister uh he was set to step down the next day and have somebody else take over for him and then the president gets assassinated nobody on the president's security detail were injured or killed None, they were all fine just the president was assassinated and his wife was shot but she's fine um so this guy who was supposed to step down stays in power and the guy who was supposed to take over as prime minister that day is not in power but is claiming that he's supposed to be so there's two people who both have claims to the prime minister uh, prime ministership i don't know how you say it, are both arguing over that uh there's two haitian americans and then several people from other countries from surrounding countries that were in on the assassination plot over like 24 people and they just replaced the president's security detail so like there's a lot of things that if, that we don't know about like that happened this was going to happen and um and nobody's talking about like who who the mastermind was. Obviously, somebody high up wanted this guy dead. The smart money is one of the two guys that was vying for the new prime minister Office. prime ministership position. Yeah, yeah. The reports the reports I read said that the the people who were like the act the, the trigger people like posed as uh, U.S. agents from the Drug Enforcement Administration, and that's how they got access. I mean, yeah, that's 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 crazy. So what do you do with them? You got four people, I think it was four people who were involved in the plot or who they can tie to it right now. Do these people deserve the death penalty? I mean, yeah, probably you can't. I mean, if they've got the death penalty in Haiti, but you don't get to murder somebody (laughs) and get away with it. I don't think that you should kill them right now. I think that they need to go through a trial and then they need to be I, I think you try to, to flip them because I feel like they're obviously working for somebody. Yeah, kind of use it as like a hey, if you cooperate with us, we won't kill you, but yeah, you'll you'll get to spend your life in a hole in the ground. Yeah. Where does everyone uh stand on torture? Oh, Are we cool with it? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah. In- in certain most, situations, yeah, it was obviously the the age the age old uh, scenario that people always bring up is if there's there's a bomb about to go off in Times Square and you have the terrorist tied to a chair and you can say you know 
3,000 lives by torturing the guy and getting the information on where the bomb is, do you torture the guy? And I think most people would say yes, but I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, so I I go back and forth on this one because like that that sort of metaphor is you you would do anything to save a large amount of people. It's a utilitarian argument is what can I do? What what does the most good in this situation? Am I okay with doing a little bad in order to do a great good? Okay, but hold on. If they're a terrorist, is it really bad? Well, I think you break it down to like a human level. Are you willing to torture a human in order to save a large number of humans? I mean, I guess. I feel like if you if you know they're actually responsible, they don't even count as a human. Mm. Fair point. But I've, and I, I don't know a whole bunch about torture, and I haven't read up a, a, a bunch about it. But from what I have read, it kind of depends on what level of dedication your, whoever you're torturing has. Because like, if they're super dedicated to their cause... And like they understand that this was a risk going in, that they just want to achieve their goal no matter what it is. So the torture has no effect. Like they'll just give you information, 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 and none of it actually leads to solving the problem. Yeah, I think there are studies on um, torture and how accurate the information you get is. Like uh, when John McCain was um, tortured, they kept asking for like his team members' names, and he gave them like the offensive line for like the Green Bay Packers or something like that. So like, um, it's possible that they're going to give you misleading information that's going to slow down, you know, the investigation to find the bomb. So I think you have to weigh that risk, and I don't think it's just like you know stabbing a guy repeatedly in the leg till he talks. I think you have to use some sort of enhanced interrogation that's designed to elicit, you know, him to verbalize more things rather than just feel pain. Yeah. Yeah, but like does it qualify as torture then? I mean that's that was the whole thing with waterboarding when George W. Bush was president is does does waterboarding qualify as torture or because the, the White House classified it as quote unquote enhanced interrogation. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think it's it's torture. I think they're they're just playing with words there, but a lot of things could be classified as torture. I mean locking somebody in like a um a soundproof room for, you know, five days is torture if you think about it like i i i think um you have to break it down to like i don't know painful stimulation versus non-painful stimulate you know or, or whatever like there'd have to be a, a better definition of it well and also like when you're waterboarding someone there's no like lasting effects to that you know like you're just like yeah the, there's an initial lasting physical effects yeah but I mean, deprive your oxygen of brain repeatedly for even like 10 seconds, like not not just like I'm not breathing for 10 seconds. It's just like actually to the point where you are drowning, because that's what waterboarding is, is dry drowning somebody. Uh, yeah. I mean, we don't we don't know what the results of that. Those studies are on your brain. We all we know is that like some people who have drowned have come back and they've been completely fine. But some people have drowned and for significantly less periods of time have been revived and they have severe damage to the brain because their ox their their brain was deprived of oxygen. Yeah. I guess I, I would good. I was just going to say Joe, I think I think you hit on a like an interesting point which is like sometimes the torture isn't what 
would get you the information, but it's the threat of torture. Like the idea of like putting them in a situation where they understand, like, if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen to you. That's why like inside men who are fake tortured, kind of like the prisoner's dilemma is, is more effective. I believe speaking completely out of my depth uh, is more effective because it's the idea of, oh my gosh, they did that to this person. What are they going to do to me? And then they provide the information. That, like Once you get to the actual torture part, they're just going to say anything to make it stop. So the idea of this is go- going to come is a better um, tool of an, like interrogation rather than actually torturing somebody. Right. Because once it starts, then yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, what about this um how many people here would actually do the actual torturing because it's easy to say yes i approve of you know jack bauer doing his thing but how many of how many people could you know could you actually like i don't know pull somebody's fingernails out or do whatever causing them pain as they scream and you know cry to because you believe that they can give you information that you need like how many people do you feel like you could do that or do you think no i couldn't do it i'd have to leave it to somebody else I think it would be, this is going to make me sound like a bad person, but if it was, if it was people that I didn't know, I don't know that I could do it. And I know that probably makes me sound awful, but if it was like, if it was my whole family, like he has my, you know. Why would you torture your family? (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying if, if, if that's that's what it sounded like to me too. I was like, I mean, I would torture Joe. That's pretty easy, but that's that's an easy, easy answer. I'm if like a, if it's, uh terrorist had my family locked away in like a warehouse and i needed to get the location of the warehouse to save them before the bomb went off i'm saying like in that scenario i i i think i would have to like i i no part of me would like relish in it but i think i think i i I know i could I, i would have to otherwise i feel like living with the guilt of like i i could have had freed my family from this and i just i didn't act i feel like I'd rather live with the scars knowing what I did to someone else, an evil, an evil human being. I would rather live with that. No, rather than the fact that I let my family die and I did nothing. Hey, Andrew. Um, (laughs) I guess. kind of agree with what Garrett said. Like, I don't know. If it was a bunch of random people, I don't know if I could do that. But if it was people I know, then I mean, I feel like I would what have about, no what if What if it was me, Andrew? Would you torture someone for me? <laughs> um, <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> he, he torture him just not very good. He's just gonna be yeah. hearted, you know. He's like gonna, Andrew's gonna get a feather out of the briefcase. He'll just like, he'll right trim his, his he'll trim his toenails just a little bit too short. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you bitch. Make I'm him just... listen to this. Make him listen to this podcast. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love that the enthusiasm with which Andrew answered that question and the cold shower question was like the exact same, like same, same level yeah. of analysis. You're like, 
Well, <laughs> I guess. I guess so. Well, I mean, I know this is never going to happen, so I can't really take it too serious. So it's kind of hard to give a response, honestly. Yeah. But what if it does? If, does anyone have an answer different than Andrew and Garrett? Is anyone saying, no, I can't do it? I can't even, like, think about because this would never happen, so I just can't. It's hard to give a response. That's actually my response. I feel like you'd have to put yourself on such, like, a blind rage where you're seeing red to be able to physically harm so many people. I don't know. But then again, you're trying to do it for the safety of your country, so it's it's a little bit different. Or uh, for Alex. If it was for Alex, it'd be fine. Ha, have you seen the movie, the movie Patriots Day? No. Nope. Wait, really? With Mark Wahlberg and about the marathon bomber? Okay, no, well, you need, you, you need to go watch that. Every time I watch that movie, I'm ready to go torture some people to get some information. Because that's kind of, like, the situation, like, they, they get the guy's wife in the room, and, like, I mean, I don't really know what happened in reality, but, like, the way that the movie portrays it is, like, she's, like, you just, like, can look at her and, like, tell that she knows something. And it's kind of the same situation where, you know, they've already done a bombing and, like, they have plans to take more bombs to New York. And so they're trying to, you know, figure out where they are, what the plan is so they can stop it. And every time I watch that movie, after watching the destruction of the first bomb, I'm, like... The, the lady, like, has, a ki- like, a baby, and I'm just like, oh, man, torture the baby so she talks. Like, get, oh the, get, the, get this information <laughs> out of her. Well, like, I think, I think that's a really interesting opinion. Uh, and I'll, I'll take the other side just for argument's sake. Um, I think in order to do this, and I think we've all kind of done it through our explanations, is you have to dehumanize the person that you're torturing. You have to fail yeah. to see them as a human being because, and it's not something that happens like in a flip of a switch it's little things over time it's depriving them of the basic things like a clean place to go to the bathroom clean clothes standard food things like that it's it's just gradually breaking them down so you don't see them as a human being anymore you see them as just evil or bad Yeah. yeah and when it's when that that decision's way easier to make so i will argue that just because of who I am as a person, uh, it would be incredibly difficult for me to do that just because like all it, all it takes is me having the realization of what if the situation were, was reversed here? Like would, would they be able to see me as a human being, as a son, as uh, a significant other to somebody uh, as like someone with a potential future and and things like that yeah i you know yeah that's that's a good point because you're kind of dehumanizing yourself in the process too so i guess really the question that you're asking yourself is are you willing to to dehumanize yourself and another human being to save x you know your x your family two thousand people whatever the the uh the end of the equation is you so. may have saved lives, but was it worth your yeah. soul? Yeah, yeah. At what cost is yeah. kind of like the the Thanos meme, you know, at the end of uh, or uh, is it in Infinity War when he's when he gets the uh, last Infinity Stone and Gamora asks him, like, did you did you win or like did you did you get it? And he's like, yeah. And it's like, at what cost or something? What did it cost? And he yeah. said everything. 
That's us. We're Thanos in that scenario. You guys yeah. are Thanos. I am yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like though, it's pretty selfish to say no, even if it does cost you your humanity, because if you say no, you're depriving however many other people of their entire lives, right? And this is it's possibly something you can recover from maybe it might take time it might be hard you might never recover but to say that no it's better for me to feel comfortable and as to who i am you know um than to save all your i i, I don't think i don't think i could do that you know yeah that was that was my logic reasoning i just right. I, it's I, yeah i would rather live with the fact that i did something terrible to someone than to one person to one bad person than have to live with the rest of my life knowing that i let you know thousands of people die because i was too afraid to act yeah but i don't know now what's what's the worst thing you've all done <laughs> <laughs> just like in general uh let's see how much time we got <laughs> just one we, just one year no. we can't talk we can't talk about mine on the podcast Oh, okay. <laughs> this one time I associated with this guy whose name's Joe Hess. He's basically wow. a wanted person. Hey, what is going on this episode? <laughs> just coming at me, just every ten minutes. He's got a timer set over there. <laughs> well, I've got a I've got a good story about Fourth of July. Oh yeah. That's a big good thing to wrap up with. So um I what was it? It it was a it was a while back. Um but when I uh, was a little bit more wild. I'm not that person anymore. But uh, I was getting together with some friends. And uh, we decided we were going to celebrate 4th of July together. And so we started drinking early in the morning at like, I don't know, 7.30 or 8. And we were we were having a good time. People started showing up. And then we decided we were hungry uh, because, of course, we didn't plan any food. So we're like, oh, well, let's go, let's go to a diner or something and get some breakfast because that sounded awesome to me being a little buzz. And I was like, okay, well, let's go. How many people do we have? How many people have to drive? So we had to take two cars. Uh, I was not driving for the record, but I was dressed like an absolute idiot. I was wearing cowboy boots. I was wearing very, very short cutoff denim jeans mm -hmm. and uh, a like a cutoff, one of those like American flag t-shirts that you can get from like Walmart. So I was, I was Merica'd out. We're driving, we're driving down with the first place that we were going to go. wasn't open because it was 4th of July. And so we decided to go someplace that was a little further away. And I'm, I'm really feeling good. So uh, we're, we're driving down the street and I see these bikers with like American flags trailing off their bikes. Like, also merrick it out and for whatever reason i was just like i want to i want to fist bump these guys i want to i want to high five them i want to share my american pride with their american pride and just there will be an explosion of eagles and fireworks when it happens so going 40 miles an hour i tell the driver to pull up next to them i roll down the window and everybody's like sam no this is a horrible idea don't do it and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do this regardless of with your blessing or not. You can either watch me fall out of the car while I'm doing this, or you can like hold my legs while I, have, while I do this. So the person behind me is like, oh, God, what's going to happen here? So he grabs my legs and I lean out, 
one of the most epic fist bumps of all time because the biker was like, what the fuck is this white boy doing? And so that was the first completely awesome, successful point of the of, of the day. We were starting to pull up to uh, the, the diner that we're going to, and I'm not paying attention. I'm not really with it. And the driver goes, hey, Sam, there's a bicycle over there. Why don't you get it and throw it in the back of the truck? Without thinking, without looking, I just say, yes, daddy, get out of the car in the like in the middle at a stoplight downtown. I just say, yes, daddy, I get out of the car, I jump over uh, the tail hitch and I burn my leg on the tailpipe like pretty substantially. And I run over, I cross two lanes of traffic and I get to the bicycle. It's not really a bicycle. It's a like memorial to a biker, oh. a like a bicycler that was oh. was hit by a car. <laughs> oh no! And not only is it not a bicycle, but it's like it looks like a bicycle. Like, you took a frame of a bicycle and put it around, like they cemented it into the ground. So for about like four or five seconds at this stoplight, I can only imagine what the people who were in the opposite lane were looking at. Uh-huh. But it's me like yanking on this cement bicycle memorial. And then I finally figure out, I'm like, oh, this I got this Yeah, I got pranked here. Yeah. So then of course the light turns green while this is happening. And they take off. Like they leave oh. me. <laughs> Fortunately, there were two cars. And uh so I'm like, I wave at the other driver who happened to be a Mr. Joe Hess. And uh, and he, he's like, what the fuck are you doing, you idiot? And I was like, I was like, I tried to get the bike. I get in the backseat of his car. At this point, I noticed that my leg is bleeding rather profusely from the tailpipe, from the burn of the tailpipe. Gosh. And Joe's like, don't get any blood. I'm like, <laughs> so like he had some napkins from like Sonic or something. And I'm <laughs> trying to like, dab my leg and like stop the bleeding it wasn't it wasn't that bad but i like it was concerning uh and so we get to the place and i have a, of course i'm a super annoying but i also like to think of it as charming tenant at this diner but i also look like an idiot uh so everybody hates me this number she was uh, it's possible. I also went to the bathroom in the I also went to the bathroom in the women's bathroom because I had to go and there was a line outside the guys. So I was like, deal with it. It's America. Freedom. Uh, and then we so we leave. I'm starting to sober up a little bit. And the driver who had a like a, a cooler or something in the back of his truck goes, hey, Sam, chug this beer real quick again without without asking any questions. I say, fuck, yes. He throws the beer at me. It's warm because it's been in the back of his truck in a cooler for probably a week and a half. And I chug it and I immediately feel sick. I was like, this is a terrible idea and I hate all of you. And that is probably one of the worst things I've ever done. <laughs> I, I'm, I can't even believe you're still alive, to be honest. <laughs> you know, me too. <laughs> like every day that I, you know, wherever I see you, whether it be soccer or just hanging out with friends and I see that you're still there hanging on to life i just i'm I'm amazed i'm like okay well sam's still alive so that's good yeah i i routinely hurt myself in various non-athletic activities stupid ways 
yeah, I blew out my knee, popped my AC joint, dislocated my shoulder a couple times, broke my nose. My toes are a disaster from soccer. And because I've refused to wear socks around the house. So I like will randomly kick the wall, not like kick the wall, but like I'll be walking and I'll catch the corner of wall and I dislocate my toes or break my toes. Um, yeah. my, yeah, my knees are, my knees are shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's no shot. You make it to 40. Yeah. No. So we're, Garrett or Joe, were you guys at the Sunday soccer where I dislocated my shoulder? Yes, I was there. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. For that. Yeah, that was that was fun. I got to my shoulder waved to everybody as it went back in its socket. That was good. That was that was fun times. My my girlfriend is very my, my girlfriend listened to the podcast uh, that I was on and she was like, oh, that's really that's like really sweet that you said that you were you wouldn't take five million dollars to break up with me. She's she like, oh. yeah, and she was she was like, I would have totally done it. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's 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 probably about right. I I I I expected that. But so like she's also very she was also very concerned that I said I, I had maybe 20 good years left in me. And she's like, what do you what what are you talking about? I was like, well, you like you've heard me snap, crackle, and pop every time I get up from like a table or a like like the couch or something. And she's like, yeah, I thought that was just a weird thing that your body did. And I was like, well, I mean, it is, but it's because I treat my body like an amusement park. Seventy. Yeah, I've, I've I'm the body of a seventy year old and the the mind of a five year old. <laughs> oh my god, I don't think I have anything to to top that so i think that's <laughs> i think that's where we uh sign off i can't that top any of those oh thanks for coming back on sam no problem i thanks for having me i'm i'm glad to come back anytime all right oh yeah dude i love it wait one last well, thing okay did you uh did you tell your girlfriend that you wouldn't break up with her for five million dollars alex Somebody wasn't listening. Wow, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I did. I did. We had we had a small discussion about it, and everybody's assumption that she would have taken the money was probably right. But that doesn't speak to her character. It just it just speaks to mine. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. She, she is well, one more one more thing. One little funny before before we go. Um, because she's so concerned about my body. Uh. That sounded really weird. She's concerned that I'm going to deteriorate into just like a skin suit with powder for bones. Um, she's really, she's like, she's because I've been working out a lot outside. And so she's like, you should wear sunscreen. I'm like, nah, it'll be fine. Uh, a friend came over the other day and we were just kind of talking outside because it was nice. Uh, and I didn't think we we're going to be outside very long, so I didn't put any sunscreen on. And I was like, I'm probably going to get a sunburn, but it won't be very bad. Um, well, I'm going to put this in the, in the, uh, podcast chat. Uh, I got, I got a little bit of a sunburn here. I was wearing a tank top and, uh, it now right. looks, it now looks like I'm wearing a shirt permanently. <laughs> oh, yikes. Yikes. So that just reinforced the idea that I am a child and don't know how to take care of my body. That's why yeah. you have a girlfriend. Yeah, that's what women are for, to help take care of men, because we can't do it by ourselves. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
What do we think? Let's wrap it up. Yep. Caleb, any uh, any parting shots? <laughs> I was about ten minutes. Trying to think of one. Go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> You're ugly. There, that's. He already left. Oh, no. he Okay. He left. Okay. That's fine. We'll we'll get him next time. We'll get him next time. <laughs> Cold right. showers. Take him. Okay, I, I'm on it. I'm Taylor's on it. showing as much commitment to this as he is anything else by leaving already. Hey, there we go. Okay, there's a good zinger. All right, let's end on that note. <laughs>